Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Here we go, here we go, let's do a podcast with Dale and Joe. Uh, this is the IGN UK podcast, my name is Gav Murphy. We're all full of beans today. You are? Uh, uh, I was going to say, I am, am I? I am a bit. <laughs> Got a big old tea. Um, it's a big old thermos of beans. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fucking brilliant. I would love that. You could slurp that down really easy. <laughs> Imagine if like you're just carrying a big thermos, like, ooh, is he enjoying a nice cup of tea and or coffee? And I'd be like, no, it's full of beans. <laughs> Mate, love. this is just sweet corn. <laughs> A cup of beans, stirring it with a sausage as oh, well, like a yes. partridge. Oh. I fucking love some beans. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna yeah. have, I'm gonna definitely have beans on toast this weekend. What do you like? Are you a Heinz boy, or do you like venturing out to other types of beans? I like Heinz, but I tell you what, there's a fucking good bean dale, uh, Branston beans. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Mm. Branston mm. beans are fucking. Amazing. I like Branston beans. The sauce inside them is so thick that honestly. I always, you will lose your mind. I always like beans a bit overcooked, so maybe I just Ooh. want Branston beans. I've seen, uh, I think it's Branston, they do ones with beans and bits of chorizo in them as yeah. well. What? Amazing. What? Yeah. what? <laughs> Get that on some toast, mate. Um, there you go, you're living. My, um, I, I went to my personal trainer yesterday and she said, um, oh, you're not eating enough, which is brilliant to hear. <laughs> I'd love like, to hear that. As, as, a, but, but as a fat lad trying to lose weight, to hear a, an actual professional expert in fat say you're not eating enough is, is, that, is that what personal trainers are experts, <laughs> in Expert, fat. experts in fat mine's good she knows all the fats um but she said oh you um you should try a little snack of just like brown bread uh with some beans uh, just like beans on, i was like beans yeah. on toast i know what beans on toast is um and she was like yeah but don't no but she's, she's a vegan so she's saying yeah you can use this like vegan spray but she said and it fucking tastes amazing um but then she was like yeah and like if, you, if you're still not getting your calories put a little bit of this vegan spread inside the beans as you're stirring them i was like can i put cheese in it she was like no like <laughs> chill out <laughs> what about tommy sauce how do we go there <laughs> tommy sauce i think it's fine i think it's quite a lot of sugar in there but mm. there we are um, yeah. What's your favourite uh, non-fattening snack? Oh, you've ruined our inbox. <laughs> IGN <laughs> underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Well, do you know what? Like um, when I first started trying to lose weight, Tamor um, Hussein at GameSpot, that he was a big lad when we first met, and that's all he ate for about six months was beans on toast. Oh my god! And he lost loads of weight. Yeah. Is that how he lost weight? Yeah, I reckon I could actually do that diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The beans on toast diet sounds yeah. good. Uh, do we have to have brown bread though? Why? Oh. You like white bread? Mm, not partial to brown bread. Oh, I'm all about brown. Hey, brown bread is amazing. I mean, granary is obviously the king, but yeah. come uh, on. Um, you just Traditional white, white boy. You are a Whoa. white boy. <laughs> yeah, we've heard <laughs> some <laughs> of your views, mate. It's definitely right. You're fucking <laughs> a bit too traditional hey, if you ask me, my, driver. <laughs> my bread preference does not transfer over. <laughs> you honky-ass bread. <laughs> um, speaking of honky-ass bread... <laughs> Here we go. That's the name of the podcast right there. Joe's been to Washington? West Virginia. West Virginia. Oh my God. Um, I did stop in Washington, so okay, that's correct. Sweet. Yeah, good. Tell us all about that trip. Uh, it was absurd. We went to a hotel called the Greenbrier, which mm-hmm. is most famous for... Uh, Deaths. Well, honestly, is full-on slaves have died here type place (laughs) like I mean they don't talk about it I looked up ghosts there were no ghosts and I think they've been scrubbed from memory if there's anybody in this podcast who's an expert in slaves dying it's definitely Joseph Valerian (laughs) Screvels the Latvian peasant name (laughs) the Latvian king (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah so we 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 turned up me and Cardi uh, to this absurd hotel which after the probable death of slaves yeah. is most famous for being a hotel that was for 40, 30 or 40 years the secret hiding place of the bunker that the president would be flown to in oh. the event of a nuclear attack on Washington. Wait, what? So it has a secret bunker underneath it Yeah, uh, that has since been exposed by the press. Yeah. But for 30 oh. years... If there was going to be a, nu- a nuclear attack on Washington, they That's flew the president That's and Congress cool. to the Greenbrier. I've heard of that place. That's like, amazing. Yeah. Like in Terminator 3, the one that's in the side of the mountain. Yeah. 
It's basically... Well, and it is just dug into a hill, and yeah. they covered it up by building a new wing of the hotel. But they were actually building this secret bunker, which we all yeah, went in, cool. and it was quite cool. What was the um, bunker like? It's dark. It's very boring. Not dark as in, like... <laughs> The actual light. Did you, when you walk in, you're like, mm, something's bad's happened. Yeah. Well, it feels like well because it was never used. Okay. Like so, they kept it. Up, they up kept it so it was constantly full of all the newest medical equipment and food and stuff. Yeah. The newest food, Braston beans. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> when they were invented, get them in. Yeah. And then um, it was just never used. So. That'd wind you up if that was your job. Yeah, because like, you're essentially wishing that a nuclear holocaust would happen yeah. to the yeah. president would come. Otherwise, just kind of just kicking your heels a There's bit. There's someone who had to check the radio equipment in there every day oh, for 30 God. years. You get much job been, satisfaction out of that? I don't yeah. know. They must yeah. have been delighted when the Washington... I think it was the Washington Post, like, exposed it. Yeah. They, were, they found out about it and were just like, it's a bunker! <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, he was the leak. Yeah. Does that mean loads of people lost their jobs, though? Uh, I think they were all employed by the Greenbrier, so they probably... Right. I okay, mean, maybe yeah, the Greenbrier yeah. then sacked them off, I don't know. But yeah. um, but the point of this is, the Fallout 76 is based in West Virginia, and yeah. the Greenbrier is in the game yeah. as uh, the White, White Springs Resort, which is based on the real-life place, White Sulphur Springs. Cool. Um, and it's quite faithfully recreated. It's so quite amazing. A, so is there a vault underneath it? Is yes. The well, there's right. a, there is a bunker underneath it, which... No one would say, but we think is the place where you launch nukes from in the oh, game. Because right, it's yeah. impossible to get into. So they did this amazing thing where we essentially just had a party in the bunker. It was mad. Um, so we went in, did our party, and then they took us out a different exit. Yeah. But it was really weird because we had to be driven to the front of the bunker and we went through like the giant blast door and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. they closed it behind us. It was absolutely terrifying. That is terrifying. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> and then... When we left, they took us out this other door. And we're just in the hotel. Like, just a normal hotel door leads into the secret nuclear bunker. Oh, my God, that's weird. And in the game... Also, I, I, to be fair, I've seen video footage of this hotel. It is not a normal hotel. It's well, fucking yeah. insane. Into the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went to that spot in the game. And there's no door, but there's just a handprint scanner. <gasps> and so you're like, there's a fucking secret door here. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. really cool. That um, the weirdest part was I got to the room we were playing the game in yeah. in the game. Uh. So like walked up to the door and then it was locked and you needed a key that you couldn't get there. And I was like, yeah. motherfucker, I wanted to come to where I'm sitting right yeah. now. Imagine um, if they'd put in a version of you sitting there playing uh, the game. Jacking it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just looking at me, yeah. jacking it. Um, but then, uh, but I went to the table I had breakfast at that morning oh, in the game. It was really strange. Something yeah. really weird about that. Uh, but otherwise, Fallout 76. Yeah. Quite average. Yeah, I saw your like we've done quite a lot of stuff on it. Like Dale, you did a comparison of yeah. So I did the the like. two hotels, the Greenbrier yeah. and the White Springs. The White Springs, uh, White yeah, Springs yeah, yeah. A comparison. What Cardi shot out there. Yeah, and I think yeah it gives you a good look at the hotel, but also what it looks like in the game. It's quite cool. Yeah. Mm. But we also done a big old fat preview. On it, it was a fat um, old preview. So yeah, because like you're not like a big Fallout person. I like it. Really? I've, I've yeah. always played. Yeah, I never played the first two, which makes yeah. me a heathen mm. by some reports. Yeah, fine, yeah. But I really liked three. I really like new. Like I really like New Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, four, I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah. Like I enjoyed the start, and then something didn't hook me. Yeah. And this is like this started as four's multiplayer mode. Yeah. And then they went, oh, we're going to make this into a game. Yeah. So it feels just like four. Yeah. And that's not always a good thing. Like I say it in the preview, but. Everything that I like about Fallout 76 is yeah. the stuff where it doesn't feel like the old Fallout games. Right. Like weird, like unique monsters that you and your crew can come and meet or like building a base that everyone can come and visit and yeah. like lots of all the multiplayer things really work for me. Mm. But the actual Fallout stuff just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. It's the menu so, stuff. The menu stuff the is worst. absolutely insane. Yeah. Like having to use the pit boy and go through like a hundred things to be like, oh, this is some food that I need to eat. <sighs> Because, I oh, die, like, and yeah. food and drink systems why, in games can fuck off. Why does that even need to be in there? Because it hasn't been in previous Fallouts. No. Well, it, so there are survival modes in old Fallouts, but they're oh, always yeah. optional challenges. Yeah. And in this game, it's like, oh, you know that thing that only really hardcore players like doing? Let's yeah. make that the game that you have. That to didn't need to be in when you've got this new hook and this new angle to it. You didn't need to add that extra no. layer, especially yeah. when the clunky menu system. And the world's well. like four times as big. So you're like out in the middle of absolutely nowhere and then it's like oh you're hungry and you're like I haven't got any food do I have to go and find like a crafting station to make something you're just like oh Jesus Christ yeah. Um, yeah. so that's pretty dull yeah. but the the moments where you are 
just playing with friends. Yeah. Like, all games are better when you're playing course, it with yeah. some people. Yeah. And it was, like... I took down a Mothman with three other people. It was <laughs> fucking wicked. Yeah. Like, that feels amazing. Uh, we b- brought down... There's another, like, real-life real, real life monster called the Grafton Monster that we found outside the Greenbrier in the game. That's fucking nuts. It's yeah, really it's, cool. Yeah. And, like, we had a big fight with it, and Cardi finished it off with a machete. And we were just <laughs> like, this is brilliant. Like, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, but just, like, it's the drudge of it. It's, like, just walking around and having to upkeep constantly. and just like, ah, oh, I don't need this. Do you think that, like... Because usually... I always feel like when they when there's a bit of drudge in yeah. a game, it's to mask the fact that actually there's not that much to do in it. So the thing, I, the thing that makes me hopeful that that's not the case yeah. is that every time you walk into a new area, you'll get like three quests just for walking in, okay. and they can be like really silly, like almost like achievement style quests. Yeah. Like so, one of them that popped up for me was kill a Wendigo while wearing a clown costume, nice. and I'd not found a clown costume or a Wendigo, so yeah. I'm like, shit, that's fun. That like yeah, yeah. leads you on, and I think that's. I think that's testament to there's going to be a lot of quests to yeah. do. We never did. Oh, I never got to do any of the event quests, but there are things where it's like everyone in the world is like, now you have to kill robots. Yeah. And so you have to find a place with robots and take them down. And it's like, no. I think that's a quite a cool way of keeping you yeah. working within the world. I don't know what the story is behind that happening, but <laughs> it's quite fun. Well, what's the, uh, how does it work in with its uh, persistent world, I assume? Yeah. So you're dropped in, but there's only, so what, some people were told I wasn't I found out afterwards like I asked how many people were allowed in the world and the guy was like no we haven't really c- confirmed that yet other people asked they're like 24 <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what that's oh, about no. um, but apparently it's 24 people yeah but it's a giant world were they world. trusted people that they were talking to it's like do you remember when we did the Switch Arms event yeah the dude was like I think we asked him oh can you play it docked and undocked oh yeah and yeah. the guy was like yeah <laughs> yeah, and they weren't telling anyone. Like, he literally had no idea. He's like, yeah, why not? Fuck it. People are like, 24. That sounds good. Uh, my, my question about that is, say, obviously, the whole idea is that you've got nukes and you can set off nukes in different yep. regions. If I was playing one day and somebody in my game set off a nuke in a region, mm-hmm. if I came back a week later, would that still be persistent? Would- so the nuke, I think, is like just it essentially is a timed event. Okay. Right. So like it doesn't. But what about the fallout from it, that? Eh? Well, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it changes the landscape that it hits, except when it's active. If you see what okay, I mean. Right. But they haven't talked about how like our demo ended with a nuke hitting. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing more. So we don't know. Right, what it okay, means, but yeah. apparently, if you can survive the radiation there, which is like power armor or whatever, then there's like special stuff that spawns in that zone for a certain amount of time. Yeah, um, and then it like resets. Yeah, and then I assume it just stops. Like uh, it doesn't really make sense, but yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's kind of odd. But there's other weird questions because like you get stuff like you build a base, but you're not always going to jump into the same server. So no. does it spawn your base there yeah. every time? And what happens if someone else has built a base exactly, in the same place? Yeah. I think what it does is your base is in the server for as long as you are there. Right. Then when you log out and log into a new one, that base is gone, except you have the blueprints for it. So you can right. just drop what okay. you made anywhere. That would be fine. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. But it is a bit odd. It doesn't feel like you're, you own a oh, bit of the world. Yeah, yeah. Unless it was like people were hosting a server of it. I don't think they're no, going to do no. that though. But then that way it could be your world and people could drop in and out of yeah. that. But, but it's, it's a really strange yeah, it thing. Messy. Like, I am, it, it does sound messy. I am quite interested to play the final game because mm. I think it's going to feel strange. Like in the same way that Sea of Thieves did a bit. And we yeah. know like none of us play Sea of Thieves now. Yeah. yeah. And I think it might be the same thing where it's like, wow, this is really new and different and trying stuff and I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm fine with that being the case if I give it a few hours and go it's not for me yeah yeah, yeah. but if it's yeah. if it's interesting it's better than just boring yeah so yeah it's it's a weird one but yeah. like cool place <laughs> so good speaking of massive maps oh yeah dale yo you're eating them <laughs> it's a bit extreme but yeah <laughs> no uh, i came to this uh realization last night when i was playing assassin's creed Odyssey, which by the way i love yeah it's like one of my favorite games of the year definitely i think it's absolutely brilliant but I had a quest and I had to get in my ship and it said 8,000 kilometers away. And I sat there for 10 minutes while my ship... 8,000 kilometers? Was it? Yeah. Isn't that like a quarter of the world? (laughs) I mean, it feels like it, yeah. No, it said 8,000 km, so yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wait, how big is the world? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Anyway, so I sat there in my ship for about 10 minutes. Yeah. I was so fucking bored sitting there and I was just like... 
when is when is this going to get when is this going to get reined in? Games yeah. are getting so big now, and I feel like yeah, we've got fast travel elements, but do they need to be that big? Yeah. Like I look at a game like God of War, for example. I think like it felt massive, but it was the perfect size yeah. for like moving around. I don't know, what do you guys think? How big is the world? The equatorial circumference of the Earth is about 40,000 kilometres. Okay. It can't be 8,000 that you were yeah, asked to go. Yeah, it said, the number said 8,000. That's insane. Um, I f- yeah, I genuinely get a bit stressed out. Like, mm. I'm absolutely stressed out by Red Dead. Yeah. Like, well, the, that, all that the stuff the I keep point, hearing yeah. about me, like... <gasps> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like getting proper panic attacks, being like, I'm never going to be able to do it. I'm never going to see <clears> you <throat> at all. What am I, I like? I've got an awful sense of direction. Like, <laughs> what is going to happen to me in this game? Well, especially just in Red Dead. getting into San Denis. Yeah. So what the fuck am I? <laughs> especially in Red Dead, where, the, the, I mean, there is a minimap, but there's not like, it's more dynamic in how you find your way around the world, yeah. right? As far as I understand. Well, they've just done a thing where they can you can switch off the minimap completely. Yeah. That's apparently and, not true. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's just that NPCs and stuff will give you directions. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't matter whether your minimap's on or off. Oh, like, they just okay, do that. right. Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. do that in Odyssey as well. So mm. and when you start up Odyssey, there's a choice of uh, casual mode or an exploration mode. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you can switch on and off, but exploration mode basically means there's no waypoints. No points. Yeah. Mm. And they say... They'll give you clues. You can ask more questions and they'll say, oh, they're in this, re- I last I saw them in this region and that's in the north of here. And you can find your own way around it. But I quickly turn that off <laughs> because it's like, I would, it's, I'm already like 40 hours into this game, haven't finished a story. Mm. Yeah. It, it'd be double that time if you're trying to find all these places. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah. then it made me think about Red Dead and thinking, I'm just, like you said, stressing out already thinking about getting around this world. Yeah. I just don't have the, I don't have the completionist thing in me. So it doesn't, yeah. I don't mind if I miss stuff. Right. Like, the idea of Red Dead to me is great because I'm, like, I'm just finding my way around and seeing what I see. Yeah. And Mm. that's what's... I like that I've created my own story. But what if you're following the story, like, the main narrative? But, I mean, it does give you waypoints for that. Yeah. Like, you would just go, right, it's over there. I just feel like I'm just spending so much time traversing and not actually doing what's fun. And Red Dead might not be like that. It might be fun entirely long way. I haven't Mm. played it, but... I feel like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is there's these huge moments of where you nothing is happening. Right, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything else is like they've um so they've taken leaned away from realism for a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I think it's to its benefit, it's made it so much fun. Yeah. Like I think it was at level twenty, I locked the ability to just jump off anything and you never get full damage. <laughs> so last night I jumped off something. It must have been about 600 foot and she just glides through the air and right at the last moment she just tucks and rolls onto the floor. That's brilliant. And yeah. it's incredible. And it's like obviously it's so far away from realism, but it's just making the game more fun. Yeah. I just think this travel element, especially on a ship, is just, that's the yeah. one thing that I'm not having fun with mm. anymore. So worlds are too big. It, Bring but them in. The, yeah, I suppose it's all about how you, cause how you travel around it. Because Spider-Man's world is pretty big, but he can get everywhere yeah. at like 300 yeah. miles an hour. Oh, exactly, so yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And like cliche as it is, like, you know, traversal is really fun in that yeah. game yeah. as well. Whereas assassins like even like running from one point to a next point is not fun i love yeah. i love that so many people have now complimented spider-man on how fun it is to get around that people are bored of saying how fun <laughs> yeah. it is to get around it's like yeah i know it's great well, it's the default thing to say isn't <laughs> yeah, it about it's Spider-Man. really, really yeah. makes you feel like spider-man as well yeah um, <laughs> i think you make a good point though about the god of war thing yeah is that is quite a big world but at the same time it's quite like What's fun yeah. Straight, yeah i felt like because the next thing you're doing was always a couple of minutes away yeah mm. and when you look at it over a hole you say oh actually it was pretty massive but it was always the next step was close so whereas that's a, that's yeah. a feel like i'm going from here and oh, that doesn't work on a podcast but i'm going from one point in the map yeah. to the other then back again and it's just and also all over i guess the place. as soon as you get midir is that the scottish Minier. name Minier, yeah. yeah as soon as you get him yeah. all those boat trips are fucking brilliant yeah. absolutely yeah, um, yeah because you learn so much more about it but not in a way that's just like just a dump of a load of information. The yeah. way they tell the stories on those little boats is amazing. Well, that's a really good point. Uh, like, yeah. that's, I've already written about this, but what will make traveling in Red Dead fun is that you can talk to anyone. Yeah. Like, as soon as you pass someone, yeah. you're like, I'm going to start a conversation with them, and that might turn into something. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe it is about, you know, travel just needs to become fun in and of itself and that becomes a reason to do it I mean the core root of playing a game is to have fun and if I'm I'm going through it 
an experience because it's realistic but not fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. What does that achieve? It's about ju- yeah, so I suppose it's like justifying travel as opposed yeah. to take <laughs> yeah. it out. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there is a there is a guy, like a companion on the ship. Well, there's loads of guys on the ship and they just sing songs. Yes, but there's a there's a guy next to the ship, but he barely says anything. He tells you if you're going into a high level area, it's like we probably shouldn't be here. And that's <laughs> about and then, he, and then you see scrappage you go, probably should pick that up. And that's about <laughs> it. That's the conversation you have with the guy. It's very limited. To be fair, you could do any of all the things we just said or just fuck it off like Nintendo and be like, Link's got a motorbike now for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> also, they give it to you after you've completed quite literally everything you can do in yeah. the game. <laughs> so you're just like, just doing donuts, being like, that's wish a- I had this 60 hours ago. That's literally all I did yeah. with it. So, yeah. cool, done some donuts and it can jump. I'm turning this game off forever now. <laughs> yeah. They've got, um, I think it's, uh, you have to get to level 50 or something like that, or yeah. it's you have to buy credits, real world money. Yeah. But you can get like a plane, a, a unicorn horse and, like a, <laughs> and a flaming horse and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. but I don't want that after I finish the game. Yeah. I want that now. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. But apparently there's a lot of stuff. Like there's one thing, I spoke to the people who were making the game at Gamescom, like one of the head writers and the director. And they were saying, well, apparently the post-game stuff, they were just like, there's so much amazing stuff in there. Oh, yeah. So hopefully. I, I mean, it, like, it is an incredible game. I'm really having a lot of fun with it. It's just massive. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching my girlfriend yeah. play it, and like Clara's, it, it, she really likes it. But I think she prefers the old style of Assassin's Creed before it was like proper full-on RPG. Style. She's, yeah. she's yeah. mega fan yeah. from yeah. the old school, isn't she? So she, is, she does absolutely love it. She says mm. like this is the first time that she actually feels like she enjoys. Um, like for ages yeah. she's actually enjoyed being with one of the assassins she's playing as the dude yeah. um, but she was like he actually feels like Ezio like mm. levels of cool yeah, yeah. Um, I mean I don't know she's obviously forgetting about Edward Kenway there but <laughs> it's fine but you kind of make them um, into your, your own character anyway with all yeah. the dialogue options and stuff you can like um, my Cassandra is an arsehole yeah. there's no doubt about it <laughs> I mean, like anything I can say that's a horrible sexy sexy if, arsehole if I see the little symbol which means I can get into a fight immediately and murder them then I choose that one every single time <laughs> I, saw, I saw a brilliant headline I think it was VG247 this morning it just said Assassin's Creed Odyssey has <laughs> has a quest where you can kill someone's mum and shag their dad <laughs> yeah, that's the thing there's a lot of fucking going on in this game I've had sex for about five people so far it's you grotty crazy. bastards hey, that little heart symbol comes up I'm clicking it every time Dale, Dale Driver YouTube page is like Mass Effect <laughs> filth compilations. How, how much do you see it there? No, so they, they, they give them a little section. You don't hint. see it go in. No, they just they walk together and then it fades back and it fades up and they walk back into the same position they're at and they just go, oh, that was good, wasn't it? Walk, I love that they walk <laughs> well, yeah, together. that's how sex works, right? <laughs> they, know, they know what, they just sort of make a move and then it fades to black. Oh, and then it fades, yeah, I know yeah. all, my, all my big romantic moments are walking slowly towards <laughs> my conquest. And then afterwards going, it's all right, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think I would ever have the guts to go to a girl. I was right, wouldn't it? Because of fear of what the answer <laughs> yeah, exactly. was going to be. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to leave that question open. Yeah. Just say that was good. Not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You should see some of the the grotty people in this game. She wants to have sex with as well. Really? Like they, there was one of them. Literally looked like a beggar on the street. Just like. <laughs> disgusting old woman and she just started flirting with her we've all was, been there we've, yeah. all had Have the, we? we've all had those uh, seasons in our like <laughs> love making where we're like do you know what I want to feel disgusting I want, I want to feel the grottiest I've ever do felt do not speak for me Gavin <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of grot <laughs> yeah. uh, when Krupa and I were out in Tokyo the other week we got to play DMC 5 which I've talked about mm. but we also got to play Resident Evil 2 which we weren't allowed to talk about till this week Um no one could have cracked that code even no. what game you were talking about. <laughs> I think I basically said it. Um, but yeah, so we've had a preview go up on the site this week and a nice little interview that Krupa did with the people. Mm. Um, the but people. <laughs> we also just about have the unofficial preview go up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got to play another bit of Clear cool. uh, in the police station going about because the only time that people have been able to play Clear before was just in a boss battle, which yeah. was okay, but that's like seven minutes long. I played Whereas that bit. Like, yeah, that's it's good. Right. It's good. Mm. Um, this is uh, it's like a 30 minute demo something like that and Capcom are fucking brilliant with the way they're doling out these demos in the sense of like they chuck you in somewhere which starts off a lovely little sort of quest line where you're doing and then you forget that you're playing a demo and so you have to collect obviously fucking keys for the mad security systems that uh, Resident Evil got in their games and you like 
it's, it's done this twice to us now, like in the Leon demo and in this, where just as you got the second key and you open this door and you're like, shit, I'm uncovering something, fucking cuts and just goes, see you in January. Nice, you're yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, you bastards. Yeah. But I think that's actually really good because it's made me want to play the game so much. Mm. And like from what we've played so far, so this demo, we got to take down some liquors, which is really good. Yeah. And like the way they've redesigned them is fucking so, great. So I read, so I think it was in Cooper's Prover actually, yeah. saying about how now because they're in a 3D space, like they yeah. can move how they originally wanted them to move yeah. because the combat can be real. Like you can aim completely 360 degrees. Yeah. Whereas before you could only point up at the roof or down on the floor. Yeah. I saw a really fun thing with the original liquor scene the other day, which yeah. I was like, you know when YouTube's playing and then it just auto plays stuff in the background, you're not really paying attention. For some yeah. reason it got onto like, 10 game secrets that no one's seen I before. legitimately watched that this morning. Yeah, he's that got a so terrible weird. voice, that yeah. guy. Um, <laughs> but the liquor scene, if you played it in 4x3, yeah. as it was meant to be, it's totally normal. But if you play that scene with the camera angle it has yeah. in widescreen, there's just a floating human severed head in the yeah. top right. And it's because originally, after the liquor scene, uh, a head <laughs> would fall down at your feet. Right, okay, yeah. But when they were told that's too gory for this age rating, yeah. you have to take that out. They just left the head floating yeah. on the roof. So you play yeah. on screen, there's just this weird face just looking at you. So rather so than take weird. out the code that has it there, it's obviously it's always there. They just took out the animation. Yeah, yeah. The animation for it's it. Really That's amazing. The thing I like about that is he showed it in the 4x3 and when you know it's there, you can still you can actually see, the, see it. the top of his hair. You can see, you can see oh. it in the game, you just wouldn't be able to tell what it is unless yeah. you see it in words. It's really funny. It's mad. That's yeah. really That's cool. so weird that I watched that video yeah. today as well. That um, guy's getting mad clicks. You just slagged him off. <laughs> oh, he's got an awful voice. The best thing about it, though, is like um, I kind of, I definitely had it with seven. I didn't play enough of six to be able to get this feeling from it, right. and it definitely had it with five. Is in the sense of like it, the the Resident Evil thing of having to conserve your ammo like mm -hmm. massively. That's just gone out the window by the, like the modern games. Yeah, but this goes back to it. So even in the demo, like you can what we've got like gameplay of me doing it, what we just put up. Even in that demo, I run out of ammo because I'm playing it like I did played like Resident Evil Seven, which yeah. you did have to conserve to a degree, but there was still quite a lot. So it does that thing what all Resi games? Well, not all, like you just said, but the, yeah. the early Resi games did. I always felt like in the first few hours conservation was absolutely key like yeah. you'd run out all the time but by the end of the game you'd have a massive yeah. stockpile <laughs> that you never use because you yeah. were training yourself to reserve it every well, time well that's what we did when we did prepare to try Resident Evil 7 like we kept telling powers like stop fucking shooting yeah. like a, like a sign and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> because you're going to waste your ammo and then by the end and then by the end we had, we had loads of stuff left like we had like the magnum that we bought and been like don't use it because the yeah. ammo is really scarce by the end of the game we're like oh yeah we never did use that magnum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the thing is it's always um, you're never sure when the end's yeah. going to be and what's going to be around the corner and the key is if you're in a boss battle use the magnum yeah. every time but yeah I said it trains at the start but by the end you're loaded it's um it's I don't can't remember the last time I actually played Resident Evil Two. It would have been GameCube, I think. So I played it about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, and it very much was exactly like that. Like yeah. I remember there were several points where I had no bullets whatsoever, and I was just having to knife zombies or try and run around them. Yeah. But by, like I said, by the end of the game, loaded. So well, hopefully it's the same. The, th the cool thing with this knife is obviously you can just like use it to yes. slice people yeah. off. But then I, I forgot that it actually your knife takes a batter in as well. So mm. your knife has got like health and it dies and you have to get a new knife. Um, it's like, no! Yeah, it's a little funeral service <laughs> yeah. for it. Um, but also it does this uh, thing where there's a bunch of different stuff can be in your sort of, uh, I guess like, what would it be? Like not your main ammo bit, but your sort of B ammo bit. So if someone... Something I mean inventory. Grab, no, but something like grabs you, uh, you can have you. You can either throw a grenade, or if something grabs you, you can put the grenade in their mouth. Oh, that right. was fucking. Yeah. I'd never yeah. seen that before. That was cool yeah. as shit. So it's, awesome. it's really good, but at the same time, because uh, you're panicking because something is jumping on you, you end up using lots of the really good ammo that you should be keeping. Yeah. On just like a job, a zombie, just because they've grabbed you and you've panicked, gone, ah, yeah, stick a grenade in his mouth. So it's really um, like on uh, the Resident Evil remake, they had those knives, didn't they? Where anytime you were grabbed, you could use yeah. them as like a get out sort of move. Yeah. But they didn't have any other use, whereas a grenade, yeah. you kind of want that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I absolutely loved everything I've played so far. Like, I've got <sighs> two questions about it. Go for it. Quickly. Let me see if um, I can answer it. 
So in Resident Evil 2 originally, you had the A and B storylines. So you yeah. play through whoever you chose first, and that'd be the A storyline, and then yeah. whoever you chose second would be the B storyline. Is that the same again? Do you know? Or is it? do they just have Leon-specific and Claire-specific now? I'm not sure, actually. I feel yeah. like they did address that, but yeah. I can't remember what the actual answer was. Mm. I'm going to look at it. It been... feels like a lot of work, like creating double the storylines, both types. There's four storylines, Yeah, There have been some bits, though, that we've played now that... I remember being from the opposite point of view, okay, like so last there, time. Yeah. So, because the the Leon demo that we played, all the stuff that when you're talking to the chief of police, I remember being clear and talking to him, yeah. like because that happens, isn't it? So in storyline A, you don't talk to him. But right. Storyline B, you, you do. do. Okay, yeah. yeah. So maybe, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it is. Because like, I just thought it was a really just a cool concept for a game. Yeah, it's really know? good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, while Joe's looking up, the second question is: when you use a key and it's used, does it still tell you? ask you if you want to discard this yes or no <clears throat> who's saying no in that situation i don't think that it has it that gives you that prompt anymore good because i was using a key that i've used a key that i'm pretty sure has opened every single door that that door can open yeah. but it didn't ask me if i want to discard it so i end up with it i in don't my mind discarding it but it shouldn't actually it just said we're going to discard get this key it, now yeah. like it's, it should just get rid of it yeah yeah we always say yes or no no keep it and keep it stick in the box space. and have a look at it yeah <laughs> Um, there are just two storylines, Leon and Claire. There's oh, no okay. A B element to it anymore. Oh right, cool. okay. There you go. Questions, answers. Yep. Um yeah, January is coming out, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. That's so soon. I knew. It feels weird. Uh Joe. Hello. Also, mm. uh you went to Scotland the other day. I did. A game we're mm. all very excited about. Yes. Tell it's, us about it right now. It's called Observation. We definitely we definitely talked about stories untold when it came out on the podcast. We did, I'm yeah. sure we did. Even though we found out the other day, never reviewed IGN it. IGN never reviewed it. Very mad. Some of the guff that we fucking <laughs> review and we haven't reviewed that. Yeah. I wish that we'd known, as you said, because you said I would you definitely reviewed stories it. Stories untold. Like, At yeah. least a nine. Absolutely, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um so, but it was one of our horror games of 2018, and I nominated it for best adventure game, which you didn't win. But never mind. What one best adventure game? Can't remember. Some it bollocks. Wasn't as good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically, no code. Who made that? Uh, I have revealed observation. Yeah. With oh, us actually, yeah. Can we just say stories untold? If you haven't played it, like it's worth. But you probably pay for about four quid now. Oh, it's incredible yeah. as well. Um, it's a series of sort of like little stories that are kind of connected. Yeah. And you use. I, I mean, it's very broken down sense, a point and click sort of text it's, adventure. Well, that's it. It's a. It shifts genre constantly. So the yeah. first. The first episode is essentially just a text adventure, old school like look here, go yeah. north. The second one turns into something else, the third one turns it and it keeps cascading yeah. into like new systems. It's amazing. Observation takes that idea and kind of formalizes it into one single story. And this so this it turns out was the game no code always wanted to make. This is right. what they originally pitched to um their publishers, Devolver. Yeah. And whilst they were working out how to make it, came up with the game jam game the house abandoned that became stories untold and made right. that first so observation is a game described best by john mckellen who is the director as 2001 a space odyssey but your hell so you are the ai on a space station where things are going wrong so all the astronauts bar one uh have disappeared and you are rebooted by the current astronaut who's left emma fisher and essentially you're just trying to work out what's going on so I played a demo at the start, so the very from what I think is around the start of the game, to a major twist. Yeah, and all I did was essentially look around from the station cameras, trying to work out like how do I open doors, yeah. like as an AI. Yeah, and it means like interfacing with their control panels, going into your system OS, like unlocking them, and all of the stuff is just the be the best way I found to describe it is like you're not solving puzzles that are given to you with, like, solutions. The puzzle is, what is the puzzle? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going, how do I do this? Yeah, how that's, would I do this if yeah, I was a computer? If I was a computer <laughs> yeah. without legs. Like, and that's the weirdest thing. That's the cleverest part of it, is you're still essentially playing a normal puzzle game. Yeah. It's just you're a character that doesn't exist. Yeah. You're just an, an intelligence that yeah. exists in the space station. It's just fucking... It's the coolest idea for a game like I've wanted for years I've wanted a game like Mass Effect yeah. where you play an alien yeah. the the idea being like I'm just learning what it is to be an alien yeah. I'm not a human I don't know what I don't know what I am yeah. and like role playing that and this kind of works on that same principle of like 
I've never been an AI before. Yeah. And that's the core of the game. Is there much like roleplay elements to it? Like, is there like dialogue options? So it's not, it's a very straight, I think it's a straightforward narrative experience. Like there are elements where things can change depending on whether you succeed or fail. Yeah. But mostly it's about doing what the game wants you to do because it has a specific story to tell. But the really clever thing is it, it deals with you being a human behind the AI by treating you as if you're malfunctioning. Okay. So if you do something stupid or wrong, the astronaut's like either suspicious or angry. Yeah. Okay. So there were times when I like I did one playthrough where I was a really good, obedient AI. Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards I was like, can I play that again and just see what would have happened? And they were like, yeah. So I went back and just fucked up. And it's essentially just the <laughs> Emma Fisher just being like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I didn't ask you to do that. You're, and like at one point where it's a timed event, she's just like, what is going on? Um, I think that's exactly what you'd be like. Because if yeah. your computer's not doing the stuff that a computer's meant to do and it's yeah. like, you know, taking a while over it or not doing it exactly as you've told it to do, yeah. you would be like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Exactly. Computer? And so, yeah, and so loads of the interest of it is in realizing that everything you're doing is in visible to her yeah so like she asks for a door to open it and it opens but you've just done three things to do it yeah <laughs> and like it's really smart it's a that really cool. really yeah. cool way of doing it yeah um we've got a preview with gameplay that no one else has yeah, it's yeah. Ours, um that so awesome. you can watch right now which is i think it kind of without giving too much away of what the game the story it's telling i think yeah. tells you what it is to play that game a lot yeah uh, it's really interesting um do you think there's a way that it could get because you said, like, it sounds amazing when you're like, right, I've just worked out how to open the door. That's absolutely yeah. fine. Does it then throw a bunch of those at you where, so, okay, now you've got open doors all the time. And every time you do it, you've got to go through the same system. I don't think it does. Yeah. So, okay, that's so the, the demo I played, every single puzzle was completely different. Right. Like, so it's more, how do I do the next task rather than right. how am I just getting around? Yeah. Um, it seems like quite quickly you move from CCTV cameras to having, like, an overall view of the 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 whole place so you can yeah. like turn lights on and off and open doors from your like overall map yeah and then you can transfer your like consciousness into little sphere drones oh, so then you start actually that's... first person moving around the station but yeah. again the really cool thing is they've built it like the ISS like right. they've got like Haynes manuals for the ISS that's and amazing. rockets that's in amazing. their office yeah um and it's built like the ISS, meaning there's no up or down. Yeah. So you'll like be going along and you're like, oh, I need to go left. You're like, there's nothing left. And then you're like, oh shit, it's above me yeah. because the whole thing's this yeah. maze. So it's you that suddenly just really start getting cool. into this weird headspace of like, I don't know where I'm going because this place is just twisted and like Can, spacey. Um, just one last question, because obviously mm. you mentioned about how. I'm just wondering what are the elements of, as, instead of just making mistakes or taking too long, can yeah. you purposely sabotage as well? So nothing, so the only thing where it turned into sabotage on my bad playthrough was the bit where there was like a timed event. It mm. was to release a piece of the station that was shearing off. Because yeah. I think the station's in rotation, right. like it's spinning. And the, it's this thing that's causing it to spin. So you're trying to de- uncouple this one module. So it just floats gently off. Yeah. yeah. And when I did it the first time, it floats and it just sort of like sits next to the thing. Yeah. But when you're fucked up, it just tumbled, like oh. broke off and tumbled into space. Right. It doesn't make a difference to the <clears throat> overall story. Yeah. But the guy, John McKellen hinted like, if you'd done that right, later on you may have gotten in there. Yeah. You may have been able to do a sort of spacewalk of sorts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Or like somehow interface with it and see what was in that. Yeah. But now you can't. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's not yeah. clear how much like... Yeah. Whether it's just success failure or yeah. what it is. Imagine if like there was low oxygen and you could only support so many people, oh, and you could that. decide to have but, one of them locked in and just fire it up. But this is like, like it, it really seems like it. I don't know where it's going. But yeah, yeah, this is actually something I want to address on yeah. the fucking <laughs> YouTube video. There's a bit where I say my demo ends with a twist. I don't want to spoil it. Suffice it to say. <laughs> the station is not where it's meant to be yeah the fact that the station is not meant to be is not meant to be where it is is not the twist there's all these people going says he doesn't want to spoil the twist then spoils it i'm obviously not saying what the twist is there's something beyond that yeah i've had to go into the youtube comments go i'm not that's not the twist um but it just looks fucking great. And it's out in wicked. spring. It's, like, it's really soon. It's PC yeah. and PS4. It looks fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. The thing I've missed out is that it is also like a horror game. So yeah. something has caused this. Yeah. And all you see 
is like VHS interference Ooh. and like these big letters come up just saying bring her. Yeah. You're like, Jesus Christ, think, what's happening? Well that that sorry, that so that guy, John McCann, he did all the interface stuff for yeah. Alien Isolation. Like he, there's something about the stuff that he yeah. makes that just fucking clicks a button yeah. inside my, oh mind my god. It's just yes. Like please. there's this really interesting thing. I was talking to the UK Devolver PR yeah. about him. And there's this weird thing where I was talking to him. I was like, oh, so what's your like trajectory? And so he told me where he'd come from, what he'd done. He was like, on Alien Isolation, I started out as a UI designer. Yeah. And then, you know, like I helped out a bit on the story and then I helped out a bit on the design. And I was sitting there like, oh, that's cool. And I thought about it later. I'm like, no, that's not normal. Like yeah. a UI designer doesn't <laughs> become like a design director for a game yeah, unless yeah. he's fucking good. Yeah, that's and, that's, talking about, yeah. and that's the kind of person he is, like totally understated. But what he's doing is like approaching genius level design, yeah. and he's one man doing oh it. God. Like, I mean, observations made by more than one man, but he's like spearheading yeah. that project. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Um, I don't think it is, but it sounds like the sort of thing that would be really cool in VR as well. So I think it was originally pitched as a VR game, yeah. but you know, VR's not selling. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think I don't think that'll be a thing because so much of it is about the input as well. Yeah, right. as it is like. It would be really weird if the CCTV cameras were like your face. Yeah. Because then you'd just be like, <laughs> whereas <laughs> yeah. the point is it's really slow. So it's constant right. dread uh, of like, okay, yeah, oh sense, shit, yeah. I might be about to reveal something horrible. Mm. I'm if not sure. You can transfer your consciousness <laughs> to a little droid. What's to say? I can't do it to a woman astronaut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be able to? Do you think that's where it's going? Because in my head, I'm just like, well, he's just sort of upgrading himself. And if he, uh, as it goes, could he end up in a so, sex robot's body? I don't know about the sex robot's body. But Do I they take sex robots to space? Like, they, in the sex... Uh, Why are maybe? you not asking this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what about the piss tubes? Um, <laughs> yeah, like, he gives like a pitch at, in the studio. Question. Yeah. <laughs> Re-piss tubes. <laughs> well, if you're talking about good endings to demos, like, yeah. again, not giving away the twist. Yeah. Part of the thing of this is you like, I spent the whole thing going, oh... It makes me remind me of Hal. He speaks like Hal. He's like, he acts. You, the way you see seems similar. Yeah. But like, he's good. Yeah. He's essentially an obedient, good AI. He's trying to help in a bad situation. Yeah. yeah. But by the end, like after I'd finished, I was sort of thinking about it. It's like, I t did he do all this? Like, yeah. and you sort of sit there going, like, oh shit, maybe the point is that I'm <clears throat> playing a rebooted version of the bad guy. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Like, they've left it in such a good place that I'm just yeah. sitting here going like, oh, my God, I, I don't know what's going to come next. Like, it's so cool. It feels like that would be a bit obvious because of, you know, the whole how thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, and also, like, the the interference suggests there's something a else. presence yeah. or something else is there. And I hope that's the thing because I want to know what that is. Maybe it's a low-key alien isolation. Like, we <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Good. Although, actually, yeah, it's worth pointing out the woman who's playing Emma Fisher was the face of Ripley in Alien Isolation. Oh, so shit. Maybe it is. Who bloody knows? Amazing. Yeah. Um, Go on, him. Other fun things that have happened this week. Uh, <laughs> Joe. Yeah. You're on the Wikipedia page for Waluigi. I am. <laughs> yeah. That was brought to my attention yesterday by yeah. someone on Twitter. Uh, so I know, like, I'm quoted on quite a few Wikipedia pages, mainly because yeah. of news. So yeah. it's always, like, citation from yeah. one of our stories. But this is the first time I remember where it's, like, something where it was my opinion. Yeah. Because it's an actual feature you did from E3, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. the Smash Bros. preview from E3. Yeah. And in which I say, as a joke, uh, it's a new game. It's, it's, so it's part of a wider sentence that I end with, as a jokey aside, another slap in the face for people who wanted Waluigi <laughs> as a playable character. <laughs> On the page for Waluigi, <laughs> they've taken that out of context yeah. and it looks like I'm really angry. It reads like that's another slap in the face from Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like they're yeah. really going after this Waluigi yeah, fan I'm base. just furious about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. I, I never really expected that. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> like, I went through and looked, and like, there's some funny things on there. But Waluigi is definitely the best page I'm associated with. Yeah. It's really <laughs> good. good. It's some the whole Waluigi thing and the internet. Thing, I don't get it. I don't think it's a thing that I enjoy. No. Um, it's just like it's it's that weird like irony of like oh let's pick something that's yeah. obviously like yeah, the worst. he's not he's not shit. He's yeah. just 
he's just there. Just, like he was invented for a tennis game. Yeah. Like that's, that's well, it's all a bit it of a is. dumb construct, though, yeah. isn't it? It's just like okay, great, he exists, but like the weird idolization of it really gets on gets yeah. on my nerves. Yeah. Like people fucking love him. Whereas to be, although to be fair, if it was something that I enjoyed and people were doing, I'd be like, this is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Like I like the um, the way that the Babadook's been reclaimed as as a as a gay icon as a gay icon. <laughs> yeah, like that's that, really good. I love. I think that's fucking hilarious, and because it winds people up as well. It's still the funniest Twitter name ever is Thick Babadook. Thick Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> Writing quite a thing. Also, somebody pointed out this week that I'm in Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, as an evil gnome. I'm sure that was pointed out when that game first came out. Really, I seem to remember. People yeah, I remember seeing that, that to you. Yeah. So before at some point, well, everything's happened. Everything will happen again. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, Jesus, times are better. It like. It's to the point where I've looked at it so much <laughs> and it is actually my face. Yeah. Like I was doing that face when I looked at yeah. the picture. It is fucking mental. It's, well, it's like so when close. someone sent in a picture the other day of initially what looks like just fan art of you as Bayonetta. Right. But it comes from a tumbler of someone who just draws beard versions of sexy female game characters. Yeah. And like just so happens that whatever version of Bayonetta they have in their head is you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking mental. I wish I looked like Bayonetta. That'd be sweet. If I Once you've had that beans on toast diet. Yeah. <laughs> Six months later she was like, You weren't on the Branston beans with you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just massive. Branston <laughs> beans and cheese. Yeah. I know that the fucking dude at the beginning of seven. <laughs> Just like rope to my fucking kitchen table. Just going, oh, my heart must be the size of a candy. Am I am I sexy yet? <laughs> Beans dribbling out of your mouth. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, do you know what else is sexy? Yes. Little Go game on. I like to call. This is Keyword Countdown. Another jingle. Who knows? We've got two jingles for it. Who cares? <laughs> um, if you don't know what Keyword Countdown is, I need to be categorized their films via a bunch of crazy keywords. What I or what Adam at AJM underscore 3391. Oh, God. Fuck. He's a bot. He's a bot. <laughs> <laughs> has done. It's taken ten, five films, ten keywords apiece. You guys have to guess what the film is and what the link is. The link is an absolute banger. Okay. I basically, I guess, I guess send quite a lot of these, and you can send them to me, at Gav, DM me on Twitter. I guess sent quite a lot of these now, and the way I sift through them is by the link. Mm. If the link is good, it's going in, lads. Yeah. Um, here we go then. Everyone at home, shush up. <coughs> Everyone in the studio, shush up. Five films. <clears throat> Film number one. Insomnia. 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 <laughs> uh, Overhearing sex. The Machinist. Oh, Fight Club. Yes. Ah, oh, fuck. Banger. <laughs> I could have got that on I, the Insomnia I thought, I as well. I thought someone was getting it. I messaged the dude saying, I think someone's going to get it on the first one. Oh, God damn. Uh, that's nine points to Joe. Um, character repeating someone else's dialogue. Reference to Ikea. Homoerotic. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Condo. Man with no name. Cult film. Soap. Good guys. A little bit too obvious at the beginning, but mm. the rest of them aren't like that. Film number two. Milking a cow. Kingpin. Mouth wound. Um, the, the Dark Knight. What's the one where it's the Amish girl? <laughs> Lifted a male into the air. The fugitive. Dead person with eyes open. Mm. I'm stuck on mouth wound. I'm stuck on milking a cow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hiding under a bed. Oh, uh, it. Oh, 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 Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, I could have got that after fucking mouth wound as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's running away with it, lads. Uh, that is two guesses and 14 points to Joe. Loss of Mother, Spanish Civil War, Feast, Fawn. Hmm. 
I like Pan's Lab yeah. on your notes because it's a different <laughs> film. <that. laughs> Do you know what? I've only ever seen that once in cinema. I didn't care what? for it. Same. Yeah. You, I'm the exact same. Are watched it once and I wasn't that bothered. It, again, yeah. it is a masterpiece. I think it's because I was so excited. It's one of those films where I was so excited for it that I was just too excited going in that I couldn't really enjoy it properly. Yeah. I think the second time you watch it, yeah. when you're more, you less, when you're less concentrated on the fantasy stuff, yeah, like the real world stuff hits way harder and right, it's okay. fucking brutal that film <laughs> the man with the stutter in it always makes me cry I don't remember that it's horrible here we go I hate film. stutters <laughs> I don't hate stutters film number three interracial friendship rush hour <laughs> male yeah. pubic hair bright Wayne's world trailer Sign narrated visual. by Hal Douglas <laughs> that's a really good keyword yeah. uh, Male pubic hair. Character says, have a nice day. <laughs> the Truman Show. Predator. As- assembling a rifle. Say, Ooh. Uh, um, Jarhead? Terminator. Fictional biography. Fictional biography. Men mm. who stare at goats. No, that's a real biography. <laughs> Nike. Or Nike. Forrest oh, Forrest Gump. Gump. Motherfucker. No, I reckon Joe was in there for me. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Joe with the four points there. Why did Nike was the the word for both of us, wasn't it? Legacy. Two-word title, shrimp. Legacy? Yeah. How low down is legacy? It's weird, isn't it? This bot needs to get his algorithm (laughs) straight. (laughs) Here we go then. Film number four. Mexican housekeeper. Spanglish. Sex interrupted by telephone. I bet that's a surprisingly common theme. Yeah. Los Angeles, California. Made in Manhattan. Die Hard. This is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Los <laughs> Angeles, California. Made in Manhattan. <laughs> 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 One of us. This is great. Automatic dishwasher. <laughs> Back to the future. No, that's not set in Los Angeles. Camera right. shot of a woman's legs. <laughs> Basic instinct. What is this? Title spoken by character. Gremlins. <laughs> There's gremlins everywhere! <laughs> Abuse of power. What is this? I've forgotten half the clues already. Racial prejudice. Our old American friend. American History X. <laughs> the default answer. One, world ti- one word title. Final clue. Traffic accident. Crash. Traffic. Uh, Joe's got it. God damn, Joe. So, what are we on now, Joe? You are on. You are blazing. <laughs> you turn around and blazing. <laughs> Three. How's the game, baby? <laughs> Four guesses. I just realised someone tweeted in saying that they like it when I say baby. <laughs> I've just done it again. <laughs> oh, my God. 19 points, Joe, with four guesses. It's, uh, it's all right, bang it's... Out. Here we go. Uh, film number five. Lingerie. What was True that? Lies. The look was extra special then. Uh, lingerie. Okay. Layer cake. Arm in a sling. Seven psychopaths. Beer chested male. Fight club again. Flashback within a flashback. Oh, we've had Moon. this before. Memento. <clears throat> Holding someone's head underwater. Stop it. Grand Budapest Hotel. Dying repeatedly. Live, die, repeat? Or edge of tomorrow. Jesus, die, repeat. Animal experimentation. Twelve monkeys? <clears throat> Drawing blanks here. Actor playing a dual role. The Nutty Professor. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best that's ever happened. What were we watching the other day? Where someone it was like a video of the best peop- of the be- like some of our best modern actors talking about the best ever performances. Oh, and, shit. and everyone is like talking about like oh I like I really thought it's, like, this person was yeah. fucking brilliant. And then just who is it that says Eddie Murphy and Nutty Professor? Um, and it's not a joke. And it's not like Tracy Morgan or someone going like he was playing them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like is it like dude who was in Avatar? What's he called? I think it Sam is, Worthington. Yeah. Is it Sam, Sam Worthington? Worthington? Yeah. <laughs> I had Ewan McGregor in um, my head, but here we go. Anyway, let's just finish this one now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, act, playing duo, rivalry. Multiplicity. There's moon again. What, where's where's multiple um, roles? Final clue. Oh my God. So annoying. Duplicate. I mean... Um, the Prestige. Yeah. Oh, oh for God. sake. Come on, lad. We haven't had it for ages. Wait, read those again. It's great. Lingerie. Uh, Where's lingerie? Scarlett Johansson's in when she's yeah. on yeah. stage. Okay. Yeah. She's in lingerie. Arm in a sling. Mm, yeah. Uh, when he hurts himself. Beer chested male. Yeah. Quite Lots a lot of that. Jackman. Flashback within a flashback. Yeah. Holding someone's head underwater. Oh, fuck. I mean, he's technically he's holding, holding his own head yeah. underwater. So, is it, there's not a bit where somebody holds another head, is there? I think it's just his own yeah. head underwater. Yeah. Um, dying repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Animal experimentation. Mm. Rivalry. Actor playing a dual role. Duplicate. Idiot. Yeah, yeah no. Can I we feel really stupid. Make sure people that prestige is banned now. No. It keep putting be. it in. But, no. I, but I'll never. I won't put it in every week. But now and again, when people come up with because this was really good. Yeah. I thought the keywords for this was really good. Okay. That's why I put it in. Um, that Joe, is, you won that. Nineteen points. Two, one. I wanted a clean sweep. But yeah, absolutely battered me. what is the link? Oh, so we got it? Crash, The Prestige, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, Fight Club. What was the other one? Um, oh, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Zimo soundtracks. That's a good guess, not one. I have no idea. Oh, what is it? <clears throat> hmm. It's pretty good. Crash. Crash has got to be is the it? one that gives it away. No, it's going to say something that about real world events affecting mm. something. And like, all I'm thinking is Forrest Gump, basically. Pan's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Labyrinth, though. That's a good one. Yeah. Spanish Civil War. Yeah. Crash, kind of. Racism. That's real. That is real. Sadly. <laughs> Fight Club. Prestige. Tesla and Edison's feud. That yeah. was real. Go. That's the answer. Cool. Give, him, the Give him a point. Um, yeah, I can't. No, no, no. This is movies that begin with the ending, lads. Oh. So Fight Club, gun in the mouth of the site of the building bombings. Pan's Labyrinth, Ophelia's death. Forrest Gump, waiting for the bus to see Jenny and meet his son, picking up the falling feather. The Prestige, the great Danton's death at the hands of his own magic trick. And Crash begins with the crash and jumps back to the previous day. Yeah, that very, is very good. Very good. Hours, an absolute banger of a link, <clears throat> banger of a keyword countdown. I don't know if the Sam Worthington thing was right. I feel um, sorry for him if I was wrong. Um, is someone of that ilk? Yeah. Speaking of Zemo soundtracks, there's a brilliant thing. Do, do either of you listen to the Football Ramble? Nope. Uh, uh, yes, occasionally. So they, used to. They play, a, uh, they play a jingle for their section called Going for Gold. And it's the <laughs> theme tune to Going for Gold, which is a stupid piece of like pop fluff. Yeah. yeah. Zimo, Zimo did it. Did yeah. it. <laughs> it was an Amazing. early Zimo joint, and it <clears throat> fucking blows my mind. <laughs> I love the football round people. It feels like we've got a good crossover with them, not just because Pete Donald Donaldson's been on this, because we're just lads. I think because <laughs> um, we're we're big old lads, just proper lads. There, but for the grace of God, go us. Like if we were like less nerdy and we could be cool football lads, we'd be. We'd be on on an incredibly yeah, successful yeah. football <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Not this old shit. <laughs> hammering away week after week, talking about oh, whatever. We think of the new Aladdin trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was dead. <laughs> I fucking love this podcast. Uh, let's have some feedback then. Okay, who wants to read one? Because we've only got two. Yeah, uh, you go, Joe. All right. This is just this is essentially one for me, but I'm going to widen it out. Okay. I've heard this from Thomas Meadows. Uh, I've heard passing mention about the Expanse on the podcast a few times, but I was wondering if anyone actually watches it. Jesus. I finished season three last week, and it's one of the most gripping seasons of TV I've ever watched. I was wondering what your thoughts were thoughts were on it, and if well, you can what think show of was this the Expanse. Oh, fine. And if you can think of any other TV shows that just keep getting better. Now it looks I'll, mental. I yeah. want to change that change that question because I watched two seasons of the Expanse, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. That's the one with um... Thomas Jane. No. The he, one with who's the man that I like? Oh, yeah, Jared Harris. <laughs> yeah, Jared Harris doing 
I love right. who's the man that I like. I know. Jared Harris um, does genuine, uh, this sounds mental, does a genuinely good crossover accent between Chinese and Jamaican. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Um, this is Richard Harris's son. Um, he, a guy's dad's dead and doesn't have to see this. Um the expanse, I think, is like genuinely brilliant, and, and mostly that comes down to the story because it is one of the only shows I ever remember watching all of and enjoying, yeah, unreservedly. Apart from the fact that the effects are shite and the acting's bad, <laughs> yeah. like I can't. Like I was, my question is: Can either of you think of a show you've watched and loved despite being having really insanely obvious flaws, mm. like? Interesting. I should have prepped you, really. But yeah. Interesting. But I'd also like to throw that out to the audience. Mm. Yeah. That, I think that's a better one. If you... IGN underscore UK feedback at Angel.com. <laughs> what show do you watch? Do you plug on despite knowing that it's a bit shit? But that's the thing. I don't think The Expanse is a bit shit. It's oh, okay. just got really... Like, the acting is really bad, but yeah. the story's so good that and the way everyone moves around and becomes intertwined is so incredible. It doesn't matter yeah. that they're bad because it's like... Well, it's still a brilliant show. I've not mm. done it that much with TV shows in that. I, I used to do it with comics all the time. Mm. Like I would buy comics for years after I enjoyed actually the storyline. So I'm like <laughs> still plugging away, buying a comic every month out of habit. Yeah. Even though I actually haven't enjoyed it for ages. I used to do it all the time. I fucking doing nothing. <laughs> Um, I give up on things all the time now. Yeah. Like, I feel like the older I get, the easier well, I get. Well, that's the thing yeah, with TV, like and I, I do feel like that a little tiny bit with Netflix as well, where if something doesn't grab me like instantly, yeah, no then I'm gone with it. But at the same time, I do think that's quite good because when something does grab you, you know it's actually something Absolutely, quite good. Yeah, yeah. Like, why, um, why waste your time watching like average stuff when you can just yeah. watch the best, you know? Yeah. When you can just watch Mad Men again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a banger. It's just brilliant. watch Finish Lost again. Yeah. Like, just stick to the best. Um uh, wicked. That's good. So, yeah, so what, what What was the question? The question is, <laughs> is there a show that you think is good despite obviously having terrible flaws? Mm, there you go. iGen underscore UK feedback at iGen.com. This is from Ned Newbury, who says, Hey, IGN gang, really enjoyed the Japan special with Daniel and Ezra. They seem very nice. Do you know what? I've had so many messages about that Japan special. It's really That's good. Um, mostly from our US colleagues going, Ezra's mad. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He's brilliant. Like, yeah, yeah. Ezra is like an unending fact machine. Yeah. Like every time you mention something on that podcast, he's like, stats. Yeah. He's, <laughs> incredible. Yeah. He's, a, he's a really, really good dude. He's legend. Um, when he gets hammered as well, he talks about his martial arts and it's brilliant. Oh. Uh, one, we were once in Golden Guy when we were back in March mm. and um, he wanted me to stand up in this tiny place. Like all the bars in Golden Guy are fucking tiny. And we, we were way too many people to be in there anyway. And he wanted me to stand up so he could punch me in the stomach. <laughs> and there was like a 20 minute conversation where I was like, I can't tell you that this is not happening anymore. <laughs> like it got to the yeah. point where there was like this really weird, like kind of aggressive impasse between us. I was like, I'm not going to let, like you've told me you're a fucking black belt or something. Go, let me punch you in the stomach. And be like, well, no. Yeah. Like if you were a fucking white belt with two red stripes on it, I'd say no. But well, hang on. What martial arts is it? Down. Okay, but surely one of the ones that gives you belts, Dale. I can fucking punch you really hard. It's not a like a best way to display your martial. Arts. Surely you try and punch me, and I'll defend myself with yeah, a better way. Fair. Ezra, yeah. this is a call out. Yeah. Dale wants you to punch him in a, in a more interesting yeah. way than you. I just want to know what his style is. <laughs> Dale v Ezra in the Rico Arena. Oh, it's the new uh, Logan Paul versus KSI. Yeah. Oh, 300 man. people come down Bang <laughs> the Rico I only just realised <laughs> yeah. my home away from home mate <laughs> alright um, what was this oh yeah I was reading an, I was reading an email uh, I was just hoping you'd join me congratulating IGN UK IGN UK superfan and regular prepared to try attendee on the birth of his second child Whee. Finn Torrin Elliott Wait, I would, exactly. It doesn't say who it is. It's I know who it is. It's Chris Elliott who comes to a lot of our stuff and yes. is and oh. along with Ned and our absolute legends. I yeah. thought you said him. No, yeah, the kid. No, no, no. They're oh, the right. guys who stood up and shouted "Pigeon Boys." Oh, once. the Pigeon Boys! Yeah. The Pigeon Boys! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been to a lot of stuff. Hey, he actually that. says uh, that guy, uh, Ned is the guy Gav once dragged around the 100 Club, saying, "I look like Pablo Escobar." <laughs> <to everyone." laughs> and I remember that, and he did. <laughs> 
Muy bien, muy bien. Um, but <laughs> Finn Torrin Elliott was born on Sunday, September 30th, and he is very cool, just like his dad. Uh, question. All right. <laughs> If you could go back in time to the day of your birth and give your parents a piece of advice about raising you, what would it Ooh. be? Uh, do you know, even more that what I think about is if you could go back, right, with everything in your head now to mm. the day of your birth and just live your life again, yeah. would you do that? Yes. Yeah. I don't think I would because I think back to some of the stuff. I, I feel like my parents were quite unfair in a lot of stuff. And as a, as a, like, if I'd done something wrong, mm. the punishment was really unfair yeah. a couple of times. Right. And I generally, I'm still furious about a lot of it. Do you not think that made you the man you are today, though? No, because I think that, I think they were quite unreasonable people. <laughs> okay. And I don't think I could live with that again. I do. Because at the time, you don't realize they're unreasonable. Yeah. Because you're just like, this is all I know. See, But, I, um, I just do everything exactly the same, except I wouldn't keep up the cello as long <laughs> that's, that's, it was just a waste of I time I would make sure I heeded my father's advice in my early 20s to invest in a mortgage at that age I would, I'd be rolling in it right now <laughs> I would just write bits of paper and just be like don't look at it just give it to him when he can read yeah. um, or no give it to him well, like before he discovers girls and it will basically be like pictures of the girls and like a tick Or a cross by him being like, this will break your heart. This one will break your heart. This one is good. Like, um, probably be bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, when I think back to the night that she was talking to me, she definitely wanted to go off me and I didn't go do anything with her. I fucked yeah. it up. I completely fucked yeah. it up. And that is my. That's a terrible kind of regret. Yeah. yeah. I think about that all the time. She's married with kids now, but. She's, she's, a, she's done all right. She's done all right for herself. Better to have loved and lost, mate. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the thing. Better to have loved and lost unless you can go back and put the information that you got into a baby. Love and keep. The that's what information <laughs> that you've got. That's like what they say. Computer. Yeah. A grown bearded man walks into the delivery room and starts poking the baby like it's yeah. a keyboard. Oh Or just like get a bit of paper rolling it up and trying to stick it in his ear. Just chucking <laughs> an envelope at him. Uh, there we go. That's the iGen. Oh, did we answer that? Not really. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, all my love and thanks for your perpetual excellence. If you want to get in touch with us, you can. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. What show are you watching despite having a bit of flaws? If you could go back and uh, give your parents one advice. What what's the work? best bread? What's the best bread? Yeah. What's the best beans? Also, what was that guy's name who had the baby? Finn. Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott. Congratulations. And his baby's called Finn. Congratulations, yeah. Chris. You're well bloody done, ledge. I saw a picture of the baby. It is cute. Make sure <laughs> that that baby listens to this podcast. Yeah. And I mean it <laughs> now. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.